Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Everyday Theology Podcast, where we as ordinary pastors connect theological truths to everyday believers. We are so excited to be with you today on episode 100, and we just want to extend our gratitude to you, our listeners, for supporting us and praying for us and giving us ideas of things to talk about. We're so thankful for your faithful, faithful listening and we pray that uh, we'll have many more episodes and we look forward to the future. So happy 100th episode birthday, Everyday Theology. Welcome, Matt and Ben. Thanks, Dustin. It's good to be here and good to uh, kind of celebrate this milestone. Um, you know, when we set out doing a podcast, it was kind of weird to think that there would actually be 100 episodes. And when we first started this, you and I were talking to think, how in the world are we going to do a podcast every week? But um, this has been fun, and uh, so we're um, kind of just celebrating the gratitude of our, uh, we're just kind of having an attitude of gratitude for our listeners and um, readers of the blog even, um, because we can't, you know, we don't have a podcast, we don't have a blog without uh, listeners and readers, and so um, we, I can't wait to do this uh, in another year or so and celebrate 200, you know, I think this is going to be really, really good. Um, but uh, if you've followed our um, our blog and our podcast for any length of time, you know that one of our uh, theological heroes, probably the most um, influential of these heroes, was a man named uh, Franklin Leroy Fourlines, and he is the one who uh, wrote our um, our beloved book, The Quest for Truth. He was a professor at Welch College for over 50 years. Um, he was a Bible expositor. He was a Bible scholar. He was a theologian. He was an ethicist. I mean, just so many different things. Um, he was sort of a Renaissance um, scholar. He he was he was a scholar on so many different levels. Um, but uh, he had some things that um, that have just left profound impact um, on his students that um, sort of have now been passed down to us through different mentors and different friends and different friendships. And uh, so uh, that's sort of what we want to introduce to you today. But um, more than anything else, one of the one of the biggest th things that uh, is going to be sort of a theme for this 100th episode is just how applicable theology is for everyday life. Um, Mr. Fourlines' verse of um, probably his most favorite verse in scripture is John 8 32 and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free I think I've known Mr. Fourlines my entire life and I, I knew him and grew up around him and uh, attended his home church and I actually have a story about his commitment to truth uh, if I can share that with you guys real fast I think our listeners will appreciate this and anyone who New Brother Four Lines, uh, this will resonate with an understanding of his character. Uh, our youth group had a, a tradition where we would put on a Valentine's banquet for the seniors, or the, the senior citizens in our church. And we would do various games every year. And one of those is we had everyone that was in attendance come up with the, the old game, Two Truths and a Lie. And so we went around the room and people were kind of sharing theirs and it came to Mr. Fourlines and he named three things and people were trying to figure out which of the, them was a lie. 
And he said, well, actually, all, all of those are truths. I, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable sharing a lie in this context. And so even just a little trivial game, he was committed to not only <laughs> believing the truth, uh, but he was committed to telling the truth and living a, a life of truth. Yeah, so I sort of have um, a little bit of that because uh, Matt and I grew up at Cross Timbers together for a while. And um, one of the things that Mr. Fourlines would always say to me is, so my my name's Benjamin Glenn Campbell. And so he'd always, uh, every anytime he would greet me, he'd say, how's Ben Glenn been? And uh, so, so I saw heard that all the time growing up around the campus of, of the college. So it was just, uh, it's a sweet, sweet thing to remember him, to honor him. Well, and Matt, you were talking about Four Lines' commitment to truth. You know, I was thinking about for Four Lines, he had a biblical view of truth, but he didn't just have an abstract view of truth. Four Lines was deeply committed that truth was for life and that truth must express itself through Christian action. And I appreciate you both sharing those stories about Mr. Four Lines. And I think that his commitment to the Lord, his personal sanctification, no doubt expresses itself in his um, values or his virtues that we're going to get to talk about today. Yeah, I, th I think you're exactly right. So you can think of uh, you can think of Mr. Four Lines in whatever way you want, um, ultimately, and in, in getting down to how this works. Like Mr. Four Lines was an ordinary man. Um, you know, we 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 saw him be a grandfather and a father and a husband and a professor and a teacher and a preacher and just all of these things. Um, even though we hold him in such high regard. Um, but, but the thing, the thing about Mr. Four lines that, that so many people may not understand is that he was devoted to not only, uh, pursuing truth and discovering truth and, you know, unearthing the the truths of Scripture, but he was also uh, 100% completely devoted to saying it and presenting it in a tone that was loving and that was humble and that was considerate of others, um, and that wasn't overbearing or um, or sort of uh, condescending. And so, um, as 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 we've grown here at Everyday Theology, um, and as as we even has even grown individually as people, um, you know, one of our one of our mentors, Doctor Matt Pinson, has kind of shared with us that uh, he uh, his his desire is to be um, humble, honest, genuine, and sincere, and that was what Mister Fourlines passed on to him. And that is what um, we are introducing today as our four core values at Everyday Theology, that we are to be humble, we are to be honest, we are to be genuine, and we are to be sincere. So humble is the first one there that we see as um, embodied in the writing and the life and ministry of F. Leroy Four Lines. Matt Pinson, again, to Ben's point, he remarked in his tribute to Four Lines um, entitled, Hold fast to truth, keep humble for F. Leroy Fourlines, my mentor in truth. Pinson said, Leroy Fourlines valiantly spent his life helping us battle the device of Satan. Brooks's fifth remedy is to hold fast the truth, and his sixth is to keep humble. 
This is the remedy Leroy Fuller lines modeled before us, and it is the gospel remedy that holds the cure for our souls and the ills of our secular age for believers in Christ to hold fast the truth and keep humble. One of the things I wanted to remark about Four Lines is humility is the way in which he interacted with those with whom he found disagreement. Four Lines had a gift of interacting with people whom he disagreed with passionately in ways that valued their humanity, that respected their intellectual growth and development as a person who thinks with his mind and feels with his heart and acts with his will. So I just wanted to comment that four lines could could say things that his detractors would probably say, yeah, that's that's a fair representation. And I, I hope that's the same of us guys that we that we whether we're preaching or whether we're talking here on the podcast, whether we're writing a blog, that we will have that kind of humility that four lines embody. Yeah, I think I think you're uh, hitting the nail on the head there. I think it's really important to just to understand how important humility is when we approach things like uh, not only disagreement, but but just theology in general, um, because theology, as Mr. Fourlines has told us, is not an ivory tower discipline. It's not it's not this thing where like there's the theologians at the top of the tower and all these all these other um, peasants and and lowly people at the bottom where the theologians are and the pastors are sort of being able to teach all these massive weighty truths. No. Um, theology is for the peasant just as much as it is for the theologian, and um, there, there's not theology is not a respecter of persons, right? Um, and so, being able to approach theology in a humble manner is a goal, simply because um, because all of us need this, and all of us, uh, all, every person is a theologian, and and that's where Four Lines gets this. I mean, Four Lines says that that. That it's not just theology, it's truth. We want to find a worldview. This is what he has in his testing worldviews chapter in Quest. We want to find a worldview that corresponds with the way things really are, because that's what truth does. And I'll note too that one of the significant things about the the humility that you and I that all of us are talking about here that Mr. Fourlines embodied, I, I believe, ties back to his commitment to truth in terms of the things of God. In other words, it is far easier for a person to remain humble um, when we understand who God is, when we place ourselves next to a, a holy uh, omniscient, omnipotent God who, who has created all things. Boy, that that humbles me. And, and I, I believe that that is a huge part of who Mr. Fourlines was. He he know he knew God. And because of that, he he was humble. He 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 didn't strut around the campus of Welch College, though he probably had a right to. He, he for sure he he didn't he would sit and uh, enjoy meals with you know in the cafeteria I mean that was one of the the unique things 
for, for us that we got to witness is yeah. just like we've already talked about, he was a, an everyday man. And yet he was, he was humbled because of his commitment to truth. Yeah. I think, I think that is massively important um, in understanding the humility of, um, of Mr. Four Lines, but also the humi the humility that we ought to have as students of the Bible. Um, you know, Matt, I, I love how you brought this around to knowing God and, and showing how that, that ought to bring us to our knees. Um, and, and that's one of the things that, uh, humility does. Um, I think of, I, my mind automatically went to Paul in Philippians two, where he says, has this mind among yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, he didn't count equality with God as something to be grasped, but he made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a servant, was made the likeness of men, and he was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. There is a, when we pursue truth and when we pursue the knowledge of God, it puts us in our place, doesn't it? That's right. You know, it it, it shows us who we are. I think there's a very important relationship between the way that four lines interpreted Galatians and the working of the Holy Spirit and how he connected truth as applicable to life. As we're reflecting on his humility section, humility is not some virtue that we could pick out and just, I mean, we could try to be more humble, uh, but in our depravity, we're ultimately going to fall short of that, guys. And I think that four lines really understood that. The law in the Old Testament was a pedagogos. It was a teacher preparing us the way yeah. uh, toward Christ, our teacher, and and how the Spirit would come and transform the believers. So, for Lindsay and humility is a direct result of his submission to God and his submission to God in the triune person, and especially through his submission to to the words of Jesus in Scripture and. To the working of the Holy Spirit in his life. That's good. Absolutely. I I am um yeah. I that's all I have to say is just agreement because you're exactly right, man. Um, but but there's not just an element of of humility. I know humility is a good thing. We want to do this here at, at Everyday Theology. That's why um we have taken some very good advice from some very trusted brothers um to to include in um intentional words in the taglines that we have like ordinary we are we are ordinary pastors we are not you know ivory tower theologians we are ordinary pastors we are everyday men we struggle with sin we struggle with giving up our time we struggle with um you know we struggle with patience and and arrogance i mean we all we we are everyday people and so we're what we're trying to do here is we're trying to show, um, you know, our listeners that that we're everyday pastors, but um, that there is a beauty um, in studying theology that does allow us to sort of put us in our place there. Yeah, I, I think another thing that is is helpful and and Ben, just in your. Uh, admission to like our our tendency towards arrogance and things kind of brings us to the the second value here of being honest 
Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just love how all of these things flow together. Um, honesty is directly tied to truth. It is directly tied to humility. Um, and is something to be valued. You know, Mr. Forlines was convinced uh, that that truth is for life. And because truth corresponds in the way that it does uh, to the world that it, and how the world really operates. So it, it, if we're being honest, that means that we're being truthful about things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um that's honestly, I mean, I have so many ways in which I I honor Mr. Fourlines and the way he did his theology and his method of theology. This is one of his most um kind of genuine ref- refutations of of Calvinism for for Mr. Fourlines. Um, you know, he says he says, pick a worldview that corresponds with the way things really are. This is why we believe in that in that sort of libertarian freedom is because we know that every single day human beings make choices um, and and God has given us the ability and the faculties to do that. I think of what he says um, in the in the introduction to the new version of Quest, which came out in 2001. um, That's like the green book if you if you have both versions but he says we do not want to trust the care of our total being for time and eternity to that which is not true no one in their right mind is going to devote themselves to something that's not true and and not honest we we want honesty and though we are dishonest from time to time we want that honesty and so you know, I think it's important for us to emphasize our honesty here as we as we um, operate as this ministry and this blog and this podcast. Yeah, and you mentioned the the relating the worldview to reality, and I was thinking about four lines as a commitment to intellectual and hermeneutical honesty. I don't know that he ever actually uses the word hermeneutics, but he has a clear hermeneutic of scripture and and the way that he applies that in the honesty principle um is striking for me but it also is striking how four lines prioritized genuineness genuineness and if there was one thing Leroy four lines was not he was not fake as you guys have even illustrated even at a simple game at the church he didn't want to pretend lie because because <laughs> because for four lines that was not true to who, who he was so that yeah. would go against his genuineness so genuineness for four lines was not simply because he wanted to be known as genuine, but because the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scripture demands as much. We as believers genuinely hold to scriptural principles, and the truth of God prevails. Not only is it timeless broadly, but it is timeless for us. And so for us to be genuine, we go back to what Pinson said, that we must Hold fast as with tooth and nail against those who would snatch it from us. It is better to let go of anything rather than truth. And so we just appreciate so much for Lonza's commitment to genuineness. Yeah, I think one of the significant things about doing things in a genuine nature is that there isn't an agenda. 
And I think we can see this in a number of ways, but especially when it comes to theology, uh, how a person interprets the word of God, you can certainly see a difference in uh, a person's interpretation and whether or not they're being genuine, because if they are pressing an agenda, in all likelihood, they are they're going to twist their interpretation. And I have to battle against this myself. I also think that it's significant for us to, and uh, being honest, if I'm, I'll jump back to honesty for a second here when it comes to being genuine, because there are moments where I find myself explaining the word of God, where if I'm being genuine and honest at the same time, I have to say, I don't fully know on this one yeah. because the things of God are at the end of the day are far larger than my little pea-sized brain can understand. And, and the, I think that's the, the biggest thing with, with a genuine way of, um, of conducting ourselves is that we, we do so with pure intentions and not with ulterior motives. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, and and one of the things that I think it's good to honor about Mister Fourlines is mm -hmm. that um, there was never there was never a question of whether or not he was genuine, um, because he he was always real with you, and he was always understanding that that you know he um, that he he made mistakes too, and he wasn't he wasn't trying to be this big. Um, theologian and sort of, um, you know, authority of the free will Baptist denomination. Again, it goes back to his life's goal that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It sets you free from trying to be somebody or not. It, the truth sets us free from trying to fake it until we make it. And, and again, Pinson's, Pinson's line here, it's better to let go of anything rather than truth. Um, if truth is for life, then it's valuable, and it's more valuable than anything else in this life. And to your point, isn't it so much more freeing to have the ability to say, I don't know, rather than trying to stir up and make some things up to make you look like you know? I, I know it is for me. And uh, this will come out later, and I have a, a future blog post on this, but I've been really thankful for m my church or the church that I serve in because they are okay with a young pastor saying, yeah. I don't know. People in the world are also that way, Matt. Um, and by people in the world, not that there's a dichotomy between the church, what happens on Sunday and what happens on Monday, uh, but I can definitely tell you I work in public public safety and the people that I work with would much rather me as a recently hired person tell them, I don't know the answer to this. Let's find out, let's look into it, let's explore it together. But when you pretend like you know something that you don't, it just rubs people the wrong way. I think that really is where it kind of apexes with four lines is uh, understanding of sincerity as well. Yeah, I got one more thing to say about that before we move on to the last value. And it's it's quick, I promise. But 
but isn't it so important in this in this um this attitude of being genuine to to be able um to just sort of show our own limits and show the fact that again we don't know everything i'll never forget reading a tweet from a man named burt parsons he was a understudy of rc sproul and he one of the tweets simply said sometimes the most theological answer is i don't know and you know the the reality of this um men is that you know we are going to be in a constant pursuit of learning. The Christian life is a life of learning. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Um, I mean, Four Lines' book on secularism that just came out um, was completed just up until the last few months of his life. And uh, so he, he was constantly um, learning and researching and writing and, and fleshing out his uh, these ideas. Um, but that, I think that the genuine aspect of this, the honest aspect of this, the humble aspect of this comes, I think, from this fourth core value, which is the sincerity with which Four Lines um, pursues truth. It's not just the fact that truth makes you honest and humble and um, and genuine about who you are and what you're doing, but it gives you sort of a, a concrete foundation to be um serious and sincere in your pursuit of truth yeah i was just gonna say i I think one of the things with sincerity is when a person is being sincere about whatever it is that they are doing or thinking or researching you're able to find the the intention behind what it is that they're doing and so for us, if we're talking about the pursuit of truth, um, it, it is not just for, let's look at the life of Mr. Forines. He was not pursuing truth uh, up until the last days of his life in order to write another book and make another dollar. It was a sincere desire to provide truth for other people to to help other people glean the things that he was was learning about God and about the world and how to interact with that. Yeah, and and you can think of this um as far as we were talking about this before we came on, you know, how do you distinguish a genuine attitude and a sincere attitude? Sometimes it's hard to um but but I think there is a difference and and one of the ways that it's different is because sincerity comes from a genuine heart that's devoted to truth and that's devoted to learning truth and that's devoted to pursuing truth and also that's devoted to communicating truth to other people we don't just want this for ourselves we want this for other people as well and we want to pass this on to other people um you, you think about this john 8:32 it's the truth that sets us free and if that is the case, and it is the case, then this ought to be uh, the most uh, committed pursuit of our lifetime to what is really true. And what is really true is what ultimately expresses itself in a true worldview. And the four values of humble, honest, genuine, and sincere characterize the life and ministry of Leroy Fourlines. These values, uh, we hope, 
here at Everyday Theology that we will embody. It's our hope that both you, our listener, and that us will continue to implement these values in our daily lives and in our ministries um, and in the ministry here at Everyday Theology. We know that we fall short and we ask God for his grace and forgiveness and we uh we just we just thank you all for your continued patience guys i've got one more thing i want to say before we we close the podcast down because obviously uh for those that are paying attention i'm a newcomer to this and so i I just want to applaud ben and dustin and our brother matt honeycutt uh for the diligence in this I, i truly think it's a labor of love that they've done uh the podcast and uh, you know, I, I've talked with both of these brothers before even coming alongside th- them and kind of helping out in the effort. And it hasn't always been easy. I mean, I'm I'm certain that there are have been times where it's like, well, why am I even putting all this time and in, into recording this podcast or to writing this when it's only getting a few listens and that sort of thing? So, guys, I want to applaud you both. Uh, for for hard work. I mean, 100 episodes. How many podcasts do you know that someone has started a podcast and then after five episodes, it just it kind of flops? And, yeah. and so I, I just want to, uh, I, I've said it before, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be on with you guys and uh, appreciate your willingness to uh, make these things more accessible to to other everyday pastors and other everyday believers, because that's that's the goal here is uh, th- this extends theologies for everyone, as we've already said today, and it's a good thing for us to be talking about these things and, and just sharing what the Lord's teaching us. Yeah, thank thanks, brother, and and also, I mean, we're glad to have you on, and and you wouldn't be here if we thought you didn't embody these things. So, um, feelings and are we, mutual, and we miss our brother, brother Matt Honeycutt, who's not able to be with us for this recording today, and. He expressed his his sincere apologies and wishes to 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 be with you all as listeners. But you know, I'm really grateful that um, in this group that we have here, there is a beautiful accountability, and uh, even 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 striving to um, be better every day. You know, we we recognize that we fall short in our sanctification, and and ultimately, we hope that. The ministry here is an expression of what Christ is doing in our heart. We, we don't want to talk to you all about what four lines says or what the Free Will Baptist Catechism says or about how we should worship or the regular. We don't want to get into these things with you all and, and live lives that are totally disconnected or disjointed from that. We, we want to submit daily to Christ. And I recognize that I fall short of that. And and uh, and I thank God for brothers and for the Holy Spirit who, who convicts us uh, when we do miss the mark and we don't embody these four virtues yep yeah and and i think uh i think another testament to this that maybe if people don't see is just how uh much of a brotherhood this is just with us there's a there's a brotherhood here that that people don't see i mean you know we're we're in constant communication we're in constant prayer for each other uh we are in constant accountability to each other um and there is a uh, there's just a brotherhood of accountability and and that's why it's important for us to not only embody these things for our listeners and for our readers but but in life this is not just a theological 
a set of values. This is a value. Uh, th these are values that are for life. And so, um, listeners, thanks so much uh, for your support. Thank you for being a uh, consistent uh, voice for us and voice of reason and voice of recommendation. Um, we are so thankful to get to do this and to encourage you to follow Jesus as closely as you possibly can. Um, and we are praying that um, all of us will pursue truth humbly, honestly, genuinely, and sincerely. And we also pray that as we have introduced these core values, that they will um, continue to uh, reach you for your good and for God's glory. Join us next time on the podcast as we uh, are going to discuss uh, the Christian's use of media.